and welcome to episode 13 of The Redo with John Yang and me, Margo. Today, we are going to talk about home life, cars, <laughs> uh, New York, names, and romance, amongst a few other fun things. I can't wait for romance. Oh my gosh, so we saved it for last. <laughs> um, so tell me about your big life changes because you have moved to a mysterious new location and tell me more about that. <laughs> Uh, big life changes for me, all on sort of the, the settling down front. I recently moved in with my boyfriend into I would I would consider to be a suburb of San Francisco. Crazy talk, I know. I thought I was always going to be a city person. Um, you know, I'll travel anywhere, but I thought I was going to live in a city my whole life. That said, I'm in this very beachy, cool town that's not too far away from San Francisco. Um, beautiful view. There's a deck that's very long. There's two doorways to it. I can see the ocean and the mountains from my, 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 uh, deck when it's not super foggy, which apparently it's going to be at some point, but it's Indian summer still. So it's great every day so far. Um, and with that move, it's forced me to become more of an adult in a, I had to buy a car. What? <laughs> so I have to drive almost every Wait, day. I would rewind real quick. Uh, what yes. is your old view? What was your old view? Like, what were you looking at before? Uh, I was in my parents' house, so no mm. view of the street. A view <laughs> city, of the street, okay, city yeah. Street, city streets, city streets. City streets, okay. Now you're looking at the ocean because you mentioned this ocean view a lot. Oh yes, I live near the ocean, so the it's ocean and the mountains. It's beautiful. It's kind of crazy. Like I can't believe we have all this, and it, I, but then I, you know, evidence as to the fact is um, how much more you can get when you're not in the city, which I never cared mm. about before. For years and years, I said. I don't care if I live in a box. I'd rather live in the city. Everything's at my fingertips. But now... Do you feel like you have seen the other side now? You're like, oh, I'm, this is what I was missing. I'm like, I'm settling a little bit. <laughs> it's great. I wouldn't say I was wrong before at all. But I think it's just of I'm course. getting older. Of course. You know, I'm very happy in my Seasons relationship. Seasons change. Seasons are changing, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and also okay. for you. But anyway, like I, as we were saying, I have a car. You have a house. What? <laughs> Yeah. It's strange. Tell me more about your car. Oh my God. It's the first car I've ever had in my life. So 20 years later, 20 years later than most people, <laughs> um, it's a little Honda Fit. It's a subcompact hatchback and it's so zippy. It looks like a little rabbit and it makes cute noises. And so, <laughs> best of all, it's so easy to park in the city. And I feel like you can kind of weave and cut, cut in and stuff and no one cares us that much. I hope not anyway. But also, like, I feel like a quarter of the population in the Bay Area drives a Honda Fit now as well. So pretty standard. Hatchback sounds dorky, but you know what? You can fit so much stuff in there. First thought, Costco toilet paper. As much as mm. I want. <laughs> Bring it up. Yeah, you can have a lot of storage in your new home? Kind of, in that it's two bedrooms. Uh, oh, how big is it? I mean... I don't yeah. know the square footage, to be right. honest. Um, but got the deck, the kitchen... And the living room and the dining area are all, they're kind of, it's all open space sort of connected to each other. Mm -hmm. And then we have two bedrooms. So the second bedroom right now is still like the moving in room where it's like all of our shit is in there basically. But hopefully we'll, we're working on a one, one room at a time. Hopefully it'll be something kind of cool. Whether it's like a studio or an office or the projector screen room, who knows? And how did you guys celebrate? I know you had a housewarming, your first host housewarming for a long, some a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, here's a, this. I will say the downside to this particular complex: uh, there doesn't seem to be any recycling or compost, which is weird because like, the county has it. I think it's just the complex that is just, just one giant dumpster in the. They're very forward-thinking. I don't believe in it anyway. 
I'm, I'm out on recycling. So this is this very is, forward uh, thinking of them. This is me. And here I am hoarding bags of recycling, <laughs> saying that I'm going to bring them to my parents' house. <laughs> and Justin, once in a while, being like, what the hell? <laughs> like throwing away all my stuff. I mean, I'll send you the articles if you want. Recycling is a sham, but that's fine. Keep, keep, uh, keep hoarding the recycling. No, I mean, I know that the best part is just to reduce your usage in the first place. Yes, it takes energy and resources to recycle. Mm-hmm. But dang, but also your garbage fills up so quickly if you don't recycle. If you don't, separate, if you quickly. don't separate your recycling. This is true. Thank you. <laughs> One point. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but what was I going to say? The downside? The, I think the housewarming I, people. You said is oh, different. Oh, so our lease says this unit is for two adults and no children and no pets mm. allowed. So I love my, it. We <laughs> should be trained. We should train. I should move there. My God. Know, no here. dogs and those children. Where, can, sign me up. <laughs> no recycling. Who's the best? Where do you live? That's like a dream paradise for me. Ocean, ocean view. Ocean uh, view. Yeah. No, so that said, like it's always my dream. Not my dream. I love mm. having the few yes. times that I've had parties. I love just inviting every single person I've ever met ever. I love it. Great. <laughs> but I feel like this this apartment is not suited for that. So we agreed just to have small groups of people over. So I started off with just you know a handful of people. How many people? Forming. Give like, me like a five. Five people. to six. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. It's chill because we don't have a lot of furniture anyway, so it's fine. Almost right. everyone had a seat. Not everyone at all times, but there are two rocking chairs on the deck now. So, <laughs> What did you guys do? Did you guys like chat? I know you didn't play games. No, there was no activity. Right. I, I so you guys like chatted. I was like, I don't have any activities planned. Although I was like, who wants to help me put on my license plate on my car? No one said yes. But anyway, it was just catching up because we hadn't seen each other in a long time anyway. Right. It was cool just to like catch up, enjoy the view, blah, 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 eat a lot of food. This is the kind of get together that I loathe. Oh my um, God. Tell I'm actually, ha- I'm going to one this Saturday. Uh, it's sort of a get together. My friends, uh, is selling his father's house and mm-hmm. it's been remodeled by my other friend. So it's basically our last time in this house. And we all used to like hang out there sometimes growing up mm-hmm. and you know, it's maybe like 10 people in there. You know, I'm just like, I have games. I have karaoke. I have it all guys. And my friend's like, we just want to like drink and chill. I was like, uh, I'll, I'll show up later. That's right. You don't I'm hang like, call out me when right? activities show up. I'm like, I'm, I'm not here for the catch up. Yeah, didn't you say that you don't hang out? I do hang out, but I mean, you know, and so I, I'm very activities oriented. Oh, no, no, you don't catch up. That's right. You yeah, I don't, want ca- I don't need to catch up. I mean, you know, these you are old friends also. A, you do not catch up. That's a thing for you. I mean, if I can avoid it, yeah. Right. You're um, all activity based. <laughs> but housewarming, you know, housewarming is generally there's no activities. It is just people come over to hang out and sort of like a rolling. I mean, you know, they came as groups, so that's always fun, right? Right. And it wasn't that long anyway. So I feel like the lack of activity was totally acceptable. <laughs> do you feel like you were far from the city like was it a trek for them to get to you uh i don't think it was but everyone else is a normal person and they drive mm. i don't know if, i mean i kept thanking them for coming quote unquote all the way out but there right, was, right. i was like i'm right by the freeway so i don't think it was that bad although okay. one of my friends came from oakland scooped up people from san francisco and then came down to pacifica right so it was like a thing kind of, i think it was a thing like everyone yeah. was late of course of course yeah <laughs> As goes the nature. That's another, oh, that's another party thing too. Nobody, a of course, whatever time you say, people will come at least an hour later, and that's it. If one person says, "Oh, I'm going to come at this time," then everybody else come, wants to come after that time. So then it mm-hmm. ends up being like super late. But I, I'm like everyone's like that. Why is that? 
Uh, I mean, we, we are these people. I mean, I know we are these people. I don't show up to like five hours after the event has started. <laughs> so I really can't, you know, but the thing is this, I actually also discovered this in New York. When you are the one in charge of the activity, you got to be there in time. Yeah, you know, for sure. When, yeah. when I was in New York, I had to organize like my dance party and my karaoke party. Oh my God. So many like, parties, John. I, thank you. You know, um, but it's, it had to be there like 9 p.m. I was like, what the fuck? Like I would That's never right. show you're up like, here until like 12 normally. Yeah. You're still disco napping at 9 p.m. usually, correct? Yeah. So I think maybe throwing things is overrated for me. Oh man, I was gonna say party planner extraordinaire. Actually, no. Uh, it's not. It's not fun to be the first one there. I understand. I know because you're like <laughs> you're like so crickets, crickets. Yeah. And then if you're the first one there, when other people come, then you're gonna have to repeat your conversation again, essentially. Well, the thing is, I actually was really like, I was very pushy because, you know, um, people are sort of like trying to make a deal that is my birthday. And I was like, I didn't really care it's my birthday. But at the same time, I was like, I was going to wield this power while I could. And I just wanted people to sort of like dance the whole time. And I basically had, we had been in New York. So we, you know, we, I didn't rent out this bar, but basically rented out because nobody else was there except dance, us. Dance, monkey, dance. You have like a and yeah, people are hanging out by the bar and trying to talk and catch up. And I was like, fuck that guys, go in the dancing room. I want to dance. We're going to dance. It's my party. And nobody would be dancing. So now I realized like you just can't make people do what you want to do. Same thing at karaoke. You know, I got this huge karaoke room, maybe like 25 people in it. I'd say half the time, half the people are outside talking and what? I was like, stop up, the talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people are catching. I'm like, stop the talking. I'm here to sing. <laughs> I mean, so, you can just be very explicit in your invitation beforehand. Being well, like, I've never encountered this problem. Oh, I, I never, I have never hosted right. anything either. You don't, you don't host the people at your house. I don't host events for myself. Really. <laughs> like I, I don't never, I don't have a birthday party ever, you know? I just piggyback on the Georges. I see. I, oh, that's right. So, These are twins. Duh. I was yeah, like, oh, of course right. you have a birthday. Um, so, but that said, I've been activities Nazi before for other oh, things, yeah. and I get it. But this is like when you have to like really vet your guests and be like, are you, do you have what it takes to be a part of this party, essentially? Before do you, you have what it takes for me you to- You basically have to be like that. I think I had mentioned these two activities before, but I'll reiterate because it's kind of the same sentiment yeah, that sure. you're going for. A, one of my friends in Hawaii used to throw, I don't know if she still does, an annual bacon party. And of course, on the surface, everyone's like, yeah, I'll go to the bacon party. Sounds cool. And then she would say, no, you have to love bacon. Do you love bacon? <laughs> and that weeded out a lot of people. And thank God, because really every dish there had bacon in it and you had to eat everything. So you really had to love bacon in order to go to the party. If you were there just like picking at one dish, get the hell out of there. So that A, vetting your guests, B, doing the bar crawl. One of my friends started a bar, a bar crawl in Honolulu and it was like very like, you know, people, again, people kind of like, you got start getting drunk. They want to stay at one bar mm. and have one more drink and all the hardcore people are, are like, no. We're here we for to, crawling. You have to move on to the next bar. Don't you have that shot. Don't you have that second drink. We're going. <laughs> That's the thing. If you have these people who are already on board, you know, with your, your, uh, your goal, then it'll be great. So if you are very serious about your invitation, mm-hmm. you will weed out the, pe- the weak ones. This is a great point, actually, that you bring up. I think I'm very passionate about this topic um, <laughs> that, you know, maybe back in college, you know, we would probably roll like 20, 30 people all the time. And like you go to a lot of things you don't care about. Because you, just, you just want to be with people, right? You're just like, yeah. I want to be with people. Exactly. As we age, I think you are correct that we should just be inviting people who will be in, who will commit to this activity or this time. And just like, if you are not into this thing, like, I don't want you to come. <laughs> I know, exactly. Right? Like, you don't, you're not into bacon. Like, don't, don't come. Don't even come. Yeah, I'll don't see pretend. you later. Yeah, don't and pretend it's fine. you love bacon. 
it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's really important. And I'm going to adopt that rule for 2019 because yeah, you don't want like spoil sports and, and especially with me, karaoke ratio is really important. You know, the people, <laughs> the, the number of people don't see exactly the singers and non-singers is very important. It's so true. You can, you're allowed to have a few stragglers, yeah. like people who are shy or whatever, yeah. but they can't, if it's the majority, then like, what's the point? Right. Um, so I think you're correct. I, and the thing is you have to be wise. You have to take yourself out of the situation too. You know, like, I'm like, I don't like hiking. Like I'm not going to join a 30 person hiking group because I'm just gonna be a downer. Right. Yes. Um, good point. Yes. Flip it around and look at yourself. <laughs> we, need a, we need a catchy little term for this. I'm not sure what it would be. Cause it's not, you know, it's not really antisocial nor is it stay at home club. It's really just, I, I don't know what we'd call that. <laughs> you know, you know your activities. St- can you quickly say what stay at home club is, John? Oh, right. So, you know, to stay at home club, um, what it is, you go on the website and, um, it just, I think it's just apparel. It's like sweaters and, uh, tote bags and keychains, but stay at home club and you just stay at home. Uh, it's not Netflix and chill because that seems sort of like you're doing something, like you're trying to, you know, do some stuff. Stay at home clubs, you just stay home doing nothing. Um, it's the best new club to join. It's the best new club that we can both advocate for. Um, I guess we haven't mentioned that our podcast is transitioning slowly into stay at home uh, versus. <laughs> The traveling is over. Uh, no, it's not over. It's not over. But I, I think it's over. Um, no, you just now. went somewhere. You're going somewhere. I think I'm going somewhere. Are you going somewhere also? I hope so. Okay. Well, for now, let's stay at home. <laughs> Which we are. We're in our homes right now. Uh, because if you're at home, you know, things come. To- oh, okay. I have to also say, I live in suburban San Diego. You know, I have a car. You have a car. Now you realize this. Mm. But you know what I discovered? Mm. Uber Eats. You just discovered this? No, but I used it in this Taiwan. I used it in New York. I never used it here. Oh. However, because I'm like, that's the height of laziness. I live oh, yeah, for sure. in San Diego. You live in the suburbs. It's not hard to get stuff. Yeah, you can drive I'm getting like shit delivered minutes. twice a week. <laughs> At least. That's true. For my birthday, I, I ordered, I did DoorDash because the, the delivery mm-hmm. fee was cheaper. Sure. Uber Eats delivery fee is crazy high, by the way. No, uh, it's not. What are you talking what? about? I'm ordering from places around the corner. It's literally 99 cents. I was like, what's happening? What? Okay, mine says like 6.99. Okay, that's, that's a little different. I'm not doing Uber Eats right now. But yeah, I ordered in to a place that was a seven-minute drive away. And I was like, nope. <laughs> no, you can do it. I mean, I'm just going to advocate for Sometimes you just, you're lazy. You just want it. This is part of stay-at-home club for sure. Because, you know, like if you're in a big city like San Francisco, New York, you don't feel bad about ordering in, right? Right. Why change that when you're in the suburbs? Why change it is what I'm saying. Because sometimes, you know, I'm babysitting, uh, George and Mir, we're just like tired. Like, you know how much I would pay for something to be coming to my door right now? I'm like, I'd pay $20 for $4.99. They'll come. Yes, they do. And then you like end up spending 20 bucks on dinner and you're like, I'm just sitting on my couch. <laughs> but it's fine. It's a delight. That's, it's that's, a delight. that's peak stay at home club. Oh man. You gotta, okay. <laughs> no, okay. You're not there. You're not ready yet. I think Justin does it more than I do, okay. but it's a, I think it's just like, oh, I just see how much it costs. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great though. It's great. Um, I feel like, do you have the feeling that if you do order in, that you have to order a lot to make it worth it? That's me still. Um, a little bit. Yeah. But I, you know, sometimes there's a minimum and we tend to order when we're together. So it's at least three of us. Oh, that's, that um, makes it worth it. Yeah. But I have ordered by, I mean, I, I almost ordered McDonald's the other day oh uh, my. <laughs> because they left the fries out from George's order. And she was very upset. Oh, and I was like, good. yo, listen, like you don't need to drive back there to yell at them to get your fries. We can just order some fries. 
but yeah, generally I think she people want to order. Yeah, but I'm, oh no, I'm sorry, it was nuggets. Uh, Still, it's like a, yeah, it's a huge is a huge is a huge problem. Uh-huh. Um, because uh, you know I don't want to be like society is lazier and it's necessarily bad because I don't think being lazy is bad per se. Um, <laughs> that's a whole different matter. Um, but. I think when you're sort of ordering in, if you think of it like I gotta do, I gotta go big, that will put a barrier to it if you're gonna do it. Sometimes you're just like, I just wanna order one meal and that's it. But I do order like way above the menu minimum because I wanna eat it later. Yes. Oh, yeah. wait. So you do, wait, but I thought you were anti leftovers. Oh, no. I, I'm anti leftovers for some foods. For example, right now in my fridge, I have this Afghan food I had last night. I'm very excited mm-hmm. to eat it because that's kind of like, if it's like Asian-y or rice-y or noodle-y, I'm in on it. Really? I did like not hamburger, know this like, I can't mess with that. I'm also only eating once a day. So it's like whatever <laughs> meal I have is going to have to last me for like a six-hour eating process. This is true. Okay. Yeah. Well, Justin does not do leftovers. Oh, he and doesn't? This, no. And this is why I was like, what the hell? And he knows I'm obsessed with leftovers. I love it. But now that it's just us two here, like I have leftovers and I had, I had enough for like four to six meals. And then even I was like, oh my God, this is getting out of control. Um, but this affected a stay at home thing where I was like, we need a toaster oven. And he was like, why? Why do you need a toaster oven? Wait. And I was like, are you crazy? I use mine every day. Do you have a toaster I, oven? Now I do. I ordered a compact oh, one. I gonna, I'm only- like, can I send you one? What? Aww. I have the best one. Damn it. What is it? What, what kind of toaster oven did you get? I got a mini, it's off Amazon because I'm lazy, of course, theme of the day. Uh, it's the company's Dash and it's compact toaster oven. All right, you send me a link later. I, oh, I'm, okay. Margo, why are you not talking about this stuff? We haven't talked in a while. I'm, we are I'm, behind. I'm, the toaster oven was the first thing I bought for my house. Oh my God, I wanted that to be number one. But then I was like, wait, what? Do I not need it? What? And I know, but here's the thing. The epiphany was... The reason why he doesn't use one and I do use them every day is because I have leftovers, leftovers and you need to re-crisp many leftovers. So key. I, and then oh he was like, God. why don't you, Marla, you need to have this toaster oven. Oh my God. I mean, Wait. I'll throw this one away right away. <laughs> yeah. How, is, was, was your, is yours good? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a budget. It's a mini one. Like really it's one for a college dorm. <laughs> But okay, I don't want a big one. Okay, we're going to talk about this off mic because this could change oh, your life. This, this B sides, wow. This, I mean, it's not a B side. Just I don't want to advocate for this toaster oven too much. It's it's, it's very secret. pricey. Okay, but worth. I mean, I want to be like so. Amir and them got like the big one. I got the small one. The small one's nice, but the big one's like kind of killer. But even the small one is life changing. You talk really? about crisping leftovers. We're uh-huh. eating pizza that is just like we crisp everything in this to- toaster ovens now. It's life changing. Yeah. And I think this most of it is because of it has uh, the big one, not the small one, but the big one, you can um, circulate the air. I forget what it's called. Oh, convection. Like con- convection. Yes, convection. Yes. Next level. That's like a real oven, but small. What else do you need in your home? Oh, I need a lot of things, John. Do you oh. want to send me stuff? You should, you should tell me more. Uh, this is right up my alley. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah, we'll talk, right. we'll talk about that, too. That's exciting times. Exciting um, times. I want to return briefly to your car because I think oh, I think we skipped okay. over this one too fast. Sure. Uh, deserves more time. Yeah, let's, right. g- let's give it a couple minutes to your car um, because you have never driven before. You have never bought a car before. Uh, before you telling me an elaborate story about purchasing a car. But just oh, tell right. me more about just, just, tell, just give me like a quick monologue about a car, people in your car. Yes. What are you keeping in your car? The safety concerns, driving okay, people yes, around. Yes. What, what do you feel like sure. driving in a, in a tinting your all windows? Right. Tell me all about it. <laughs> Wait, you've got great memory. Well, okay. I've had my license since I was 19. Shock. So many people were like, I thought you just learned how to drive now. And I'm like, no, no. I've had my license for 
many, many, a couple of uh, a decade and a half or, or whatnot, but I just, I've never had a car and I've never had a car to drive. So therefore I, I relearned how to drive twice since initially learning how to drive with the same driving teacher. He is great. He's hilarious. He's so efficient and he's so affordable and he's honest too. Whenever I learned to redrive from him, he was always like, you don't need more lessons. Just practice. <laughs> like leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, that's my long relationship with driving slash non-driving. Um, but yeah, so I have a car. It's weird. Cause like, I never had it before. I'm just like, oh my God, I can put stuff in here and it's mine. I can do whatever I want to this. Like it's very, I'm like dipping my toe in. Like I just put a box of tissue in there and I'm like, this is crazy. And uh, yesterday I just put a squeegee in the trunk. That's crazy. Cause I need, I need it for those frosty mornings. Um, and I'm like, what else can I do? What else can I do? But then at the same time, I don't want to put too much shit in there because I'm like, yo, I'm still in the city almost every day. I don't want my, my, my windows to get broken for like a candy bar sitting in the back of seat or something like that. <laughs> so sure. maybe find balance, find balance. Um, although yes, I'm starting to think that maybe I should get some tinted windows. Is this like my Asian genetics coming out? Like, I feel like I don't want people to look at me. Like, I don't want some rice rocket stuff, but just a little bit, you know, some privacy. Do Am you, I being paranoid? Do people do, I mean, like. What are you doing in your car that you don't want people to look at you? Nothing. Nothing embarrassing at all, oh. but I'm just like, don't look at me. <laughs> You're not like singing to some song, you know, like, what are you doing? Dude, see, because I'm not that experienced of a driver, I don't want to listen to the radio that's yet. That's good. I'm that's like, true. I'm like, I got to focus. Right. You're right. Focus. <laughs> and also, that's why I don't want anything dangling from my rear view mirror, too. I'm like, I got to see everything. I don't want any of my way. Do you need a big rear view mirror? Do I need one? Oh, this, I guess I would. That'd be great if I had one. This is a big sort of like Asian thing that you, I mean, I always did for my cars. You get that big one. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Because our eyes are too small to see everything? No, because it looks cool. <laughs> it's from, you know, it's, it's like a wide one for like when you have a little low riding car and you've got to have this big ass rear view mirror. Do you have that? No, I didn't get any like cool stuff. I mean, I got floor mats. Do you need that? I, I'll send that to you too. Do you want- <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if it's online, but I'll find that for you. Because this, this is like a must-have car item. I have a small car, by the way, so make sure it's not too big. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I drive the same cars as usual, like little Accords, little mm-hmm. Hondas. Um, this Mine's is even just, smaller than an Accord. The, the view is very important. I would agree. The more I can see, the better. <laughs> Safety first, because- Thank you. Especially driving in the city is not- In San Francisco, actually, I get much more nervous driving there than anywhere else. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, because it's- there's the there's city's bikers, not built. There's walkers. There's yes, everything. Every, crazy people. Yeah. There's crazy people just like randomly popping into the street. Yeah, and I think like the the city's not built for as many people as, as there are right now. So it's just like it's insane. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That said, I parallel parked on both sides last last Saturday on the same day. On the same day. <laughs> yes. Uh, the left and the right. Thank you. It was pretty sad, but I did it. <laughs> Do you have anyway, other seat warmers in this car? No, it's okay. the budget. Do, budget I mean, does it need it? I mean, I don't know what you need. Oh, you know, I had the option of adding it, but I was like, this is San Francisco, dude. Okay. How cold? Doesn't it get that cold? Come on. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't have a moonroof, by the way. What's the difference between a moonroof and a sunroof? Please. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So one of them goes higher. I'm not sure. I'm sure there's some sort of like term for it, but I don't know. Anyway, I don't, um, I actually have don't know that much about cars. Yeah. I'm not a huge, I had to learn about cars when I was about 16 because I felt like it was integral to being like a, a guy. And so I, you I were just, in the suburbs and you had to start driving at 16? No, because all my friends were car heads. Like oh, our man. weekends were spent watching cars oh, and like God. in theory going to races. I didn't go to races, but like, you know, like talking, everyone's talking about cars, you know, this all when you're 16, 17 year old. 
um, I guess Asian American person in Southern California. You're just into cars, especially in the late nineties, right? Like a dude, especially. That's yeah. true. So it's like I had to I, I just picked up like every magazine I could and I had to like I literally would memorize things about cars so I could like be conversant. Man, yeah. things you to fit in. <laughs> I know, right? I mean you gotta you gotta blend. You gotta blend. Is any of this uh, useful to you now though? Like to do appreciate one hundred percent useful. One hundred percent useful. Yeah. Okay. Because here's the thing, like there's some fundamental things you should just learn, right? Geography yeah, sure. would be nice. Uh, learning how a car works is handy. Or even know. just knowing like what kind of car models and makes is kind of handy because people would always be like, oh, that's such and such a car. That's such and such a car. And if you don't know, you just kind of like, it's all, it's all blur to you. But when it you know is. a little bit, it makes sense, right? Well, You're like, oh, you okay, are- that's a four liter car. That's a, this kind of car. The horsepower is this, you know, a Ford is the same as this. A Lexus is the same as, you know. It helps organize the world. Organize the world. True. I know. I need to learn how to. I'm like, oh, I'm not just driving a giant toy. Like, I, <laughs> it's sad but true. I think this is like, why do automatic cars exist? It just makes people like me able to drive. And I'm like, this is wrong. <laughs> like, it's mm, not okay. Because it allows people to drive cars, these complicated, crazy ass machines. And like, you don't know anything about it. It's and you don't dangerous. have to because you're like, I just turn the engine on. And in some cars, you just push the button. There's not even a key anymore. And then it, you're driving like a death machine. What? <laughs> I, I wonder if in like 10 years when, you know, I mean, not even 10 years, when we have self-driving cars, if you're going to want to just not drive or if you'll still like driving, like if you're going to enjoy driving at some point. Myself or yeah. people in general? You. I mean, you specifically. Personally. At some point, you might, you know, like I actually don't like driving that much, but sometimes I do like take the long ride down, you know, somewhere, right? You're like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like mm. when you hit that point. It's, fu- it's funny now because like I'm getting more used to it, but I still don't like it. And I, mm-hmm. and of course, when I was a teenager, I was like, oh, I'm going to love driving. I'm going to be such mm-hmm. a good driver. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get old and you get set in your ways. And then you're like, I have fear now. <laughs> right. It's like, damn it. But, um, but that said, you know, I do live by PCH, the one, the Pacific yeah, exactly. Coast Highway. That's what I'm saying. That's so going to be quite is, a drive. Like you can just seriously just drive down the hill and then you're cruising. Yeah. You know, and on a beautiful day, if it's not crowded, you know, going off peak hours, it's kind of nice. I think, oh, I think you should explore the world of cruising. Oh my God. <laughs> this is advanced level. I don't even roll my windows down right now. I'm like, I got to stay focused. I don't want anyone to bother me or look at me or talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a blast. Oh my gosh. You don't even know, John. That's good. But thank you for your, uh, all your curious curiosity. I should post a photo online being like, look at me in my car. Yeah, you should get one of these driving photos. A driving photo? Oh, I mean, actually you know, like driving? Justin's like taking the photo in the passenger seat of you driving with oh, the hilarious. sun coming down in the back. You know, I'm, you know. Just, you have to see it to believe it, right? Pixar mm-hmm. didn't happen. Uh, it's great. It's, you should, I mean, I've only seen photos of your house, like the, the view, the sunset view. And I have, <laughs> what, you know, asking behind the scenes to our friend about like, can you show me some other photos of her place? <laughs> I'm like, because oh, right. Margaret keeps sending me photos of her sunset and that's beautiful, <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> oh yeah, you can see photos of my place and see what I need. <laughs> yeah, no, you should, you should give me a little, a little, a little tour. So I see what you need in there. Um, uh, yes, we shall. We shall. So many things to do. All right. Yeah. I mean, did you want to talk about New York at all or oh, quick- uh, New York? Uh, yeah, maybe we'll come back to New York. Um, you know, I'll have ready. I mean, I went to New York twice this summer. Um, the first two weeks I just did everything. I saw a lot of shows. I went to the Botanical Garden, which I highly recommend. Um, I went to Governor Island. I went to Coney Island. Um, I did a lot of things in New York the first trip around. The second time I did nothing except celebrate my birthday and kind of write and hang Yay. out. 
Um, but it's fine, you know. Uh, New York still has all its magic, um, and I hope to return when it's spring again. Uh, but now <laughs> it's winter, so, so I'm done. <laughs> I'm done there. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, but I do. Oh, I do want to put in a plug for uh, one fine stay, which is when we went to New York in September. Four or five of my friends we rented a house in Park Slope, and it's a beautiful home, three stories. Professors used to live there. I don't know how much it costs, but it's probably very pricey. And uh, it's, I would say, better than Airbnb because uh, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm sure they curate their homes a little bit more. And now that I'm super bougie, um, we stayed in this place and it was magical. You know, everybody had their own bedroom and big tables, big kitchens. We didn't cook or do anything. There's a big patio with a giant wooden table. There's a grill. There are many, many books. We're trying to figure out who lived there because there's like quite a collection of board games and young adult books. Like, oh my gosh, this is your your best friend. Yeah, and you know, so uh, wine, one fine stay. I would really recommend that. Um, but yeah, I think I'm over New York. I think we're ready to just move right along into romance. Oh my gosh, John's favorite topic yeah. or relationships, things like that. I feel like it's not a really romance that I want to talk about. I want what I want to ask you is romantic. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love these questions. Yeah. Right. I was talking to John about how it is living with my boyfriend and I was like, it's great. He's romantic and sweet. And John said, what is romantic? I said, okay, this is, you know, I think no one's really ever asked me this before. And I gave him an example. Okay. For example, this morning, uh, you know, neither of us had to work in the morning. And so he usually gets it before I do. And then I was in the bathroom doing my morning routine. I came out and he said, oh, I'm, I'm making you a surprise. And I went, oh my gosh, are you cooking eggs? Because mm-hmm. the thing is, like, he knows I love eggs and he hates eggs. And so we, if he we does documented cook- on this podcast how much you love eggs. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started, Joan. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so he was like, yeah, I'm making you eggs. And the, and the thing is, it was sweet because there was no occasion. You know, he made eggs on my birthday, sure. which I also did not expect. But today is just a, a normal, it's a Wednesday, whatever. Um, and he said it's because as he was sc- scrolling through his Facebook feed in the morning, he came across, you know, it's one of those videos, like fast motion videos mm-hmm. of like kitchen hacks or whatever, whatever. Sure. And so what, one of them was, um, you know, making fluffy eggs with seltzer water. And so he mm. wanted to try that because he generally loves cooking and just trying new things. And so fluffy eggs that, with seltzer water. Right. So the bubbles, if you pour it in and scramble the shit out of like in beat, beat them first. And yeah. then you pour it in the pan, cover it, leave it for a few minutes. Then it, it gets really puffy. How do you feel about poached eggs? I love poached eggs. Do you have a special thing that makes them? I don't. You know, I have a, a cheating way to make them mm-hmm. that I learned from a Dutch friend of mine mm-hmm. who she like worked for this air, uh, not sorry, not an Airbnb, but an actual B&B. Okay. Not an air. <laughs> the original just, just term. Normal. The yeah. original term. Right. Yeah. She worked at a bed and breakfast um, where she had to make breakfast. So her quick cheating way of making poached eggs is like you just get a frying pan, fill it with water, mm-hmm. and then you just make the poached eggs in there because then they're flat. They don't go anywhere. They still poach. The downside is that they're kind of, they're, they're definitely a little bit uglier, but you could trim, you can trim the sides if you really want to. I have anyway, a special pan for poaching eggs. You do? Are you interested? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll show you. I tested it out. I don't know how you feel about sort of kitchen implements. You know, some people like, I just want the minimum. The single use, the single function yeah. things can be a little much because right. especially uh, if it's a fad and you're like, I'm using this two times and that's it. And then you just have all this shit. Oh, Margo, this is no fad. Oh, <laughs> here's a stay. This is, a, this is a, this an egg poacher. Everybody needs one. I mean, I don't know if everyone needs one. 
I'll show you what it looks like. Okay, uh, oh, man, so many home things. That because before, you know, I was, I was, I was. We watched this David Chang episode. Uh, this is like years ago from his first Mind of a Chef, and he uh-huh. talks about eggs. And he has this method for making poached eggs using sort of like string, saran wrap, and a chopstick and stuff. And oh, it works very yeah. well. It's just a little too much work, you know, to make. Yes, one I think egg. I saw this in a movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can just cut it out, and I know how much you love eggs. But it seems like, yes. you know, uh, your romantic boyfriend has quite the handle on what to do. Tell me more. Tell me more about, let's, oh, yeah, I want to so break romance. down what roman- romance right. is because I'm a little confused. So then, right, right. So then John made the point. He's like, okay, so it was romance just surprise. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, okay, it's not all surprise. But I think there is there is a lot of element of surprise to that. Like, oh, I didn't expect this. I mean, essentially, you're showing your partner that you care about him or her or them, whatever. Um, but I think, yeah, a lot of times it comes at times when you don't really expect it. It's like, oh, it's not my birthday. Like, and you got me a flower. Would you or say something. it's 50% surprise? Ooh, percentage wise. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, for certain acts of romance. Yes. But then, I mean, what is your definition? So some people, for some people showing romance or being romantic is just maybe PDA or, um, you know, if you keep oh, right. giving you a shoulder rub or just, you know, just like just showing appreciation for your, your partner, I suppose, in especially I think once you read, you know, once you pass the honeymoon phase or whatever, then, you know, being romantic becomes, I guess, more important or maybe it's more more distinct from before mm-hmm. than the, at the beginning of the relationship. Everything's romantic, right? Because you're uh, saying, you know, right, yeah. like, that's, that's the thing. I only know what it's like in the beginning. Oh, I wonder, are you like a romance junkie in that Zero. Sense? I mean, I, I've been told I'm very unromantic. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I think, Does all this sound weird to you? I think it's confusion. You know, uh, when I was, my first girlfriend, when I was like 20 or something, uh, we, mm-hmm. we, were, we were in a group and someone was talking about like, oh, what's the most romantic thing that you guys have done? And we had gone oh to God, You can zoo. answer that at, at age 20. <laughs> I mean, right, you know, but my girlfriend at the time, she was like, oh, that, that time we were at the zoo at night, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? I was like, am I romantic? <laughs> you know, I was just like confused about what exactly we were you know, what page we were on. I mean, did you have an answer for what was romantic? I mean, that's the thing I'm trying to figure out, you know, there's like sort of like the cheesy romance that I think, you know, you kind of see in movies and that you see mm-hmm. sort of like gestures, like big gestures seem to be romantic. Small gestures are also romantic if they're surprising. Mm-hmm. And then people talk about like, oh, the romance is gone from our lives. I don't necessarily know what that means because um, it just seems like if you kind of play it by the book, you're kind of okay. Because the more cynical version, younger version of me would be like, all these moves are essentially for showing other people that you're romantic, that you can tell other people, you know, like. Mm, interesting. Because do you know I don't really tell did for people. Me? Do you know what she did for I mean, right. I mean, this is the cynical young version of me. I mean, this right, okay, is, okay. I was very, you know, anti-Valentine's Day, anti-everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just give you some chocolates and flowers. And like, that's romantic. However, mm. um, romance apparently now is about thoughtfulness, right? It's just. About, right. I could buy you and flowers like- every day. Because it's on my calendar, but that's apparently still thoughtful. That's the thing I'm confused about. Like, is the action important or the thought important? Do you know what I'm saying? There's a bit of a... Right. It's, it's both. And I think, you know, depending who you're dating, that can change. Right. So that, that doesn't make it very hard. Because for some people, the flower means the world to them. And other people are like, that's it. <laughs> right. Or like, I hate this kind of flower. What do you mean? Whatever, whatever. In your experience, um, what sort of things do you do to be romantic? Oh, I know. See, this is where I'm like, oh, I'm the lucky one. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's a one way street. Not totally one way street. Uh-huh. I think I'm very considerate as well. I try to, like, um, 
well, I don't know if this is romantic, but it's considered like he, because my boyfriend's a professional musician, mm-hmm. like he has a lot of pain, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in certain, like, you know, certain parts of his hand, arms, whatever. So he will be like, hey, can you give me a back rubber? I mean, this is a typical thing between couples. Like, can you give me a massage? You know, like I'm, um, my feet hurt or whatever. Um, and I still will do it a lot. And even when he says, hey, he's like, oh, you don't have to. I will still say like, you know, you're hurting. Like you got two gigs today. Like I will still do it. I don't know. So that's the thing. Is that romantic or is it like just taking care? Margo, of your- you tell me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, well, you know, I didn't think that I used to do more than I do now, which is true. Like I would just write him a lot of cards um, for no, no, no reason. I just, mm-hmm. so that's one thing that I probably should do more of now. <laughs> I think I would consider that part to be romantic because then you're, but I feel like I, we're very good about telling each other things that we like about each other or that we appreciate, even though we've been going out for almost two years now. It's like the things that we say, I know crazy, right? The things that we say to each other are things that I think perhaps a lot of couples don't say anymore or that often at this, at this point in time. Like I appreciate you. I care about you. I mean, cheesy stuff too. It's like, but we mean it. Right. I mean, uh, here's the thing. This romance, it has to have an element of cheese. Is this correct? That's my take. That is a good question. Cause I know I'm, you know, I have a cynical side as well. And so Mm -hmm. part of me is like cheesy. Ugh, but gross. But then maybe secretly I'm like, right. oh yeah, my gosh, who doesn't I like it? This. But I feel I feel like you can't really you can't really take that out of it. Probably not. I mean, because like, what is you know, does cheesy mean you're showing vulnerability or you're showing emotion? Is that you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know. We don't have the we don't have the words to say certain things, so we just ape what other people say and do. Is that is that? Hmm. I mean, that's what I think. Um, but. Like I'm trying to think of like say see I think this is still good this still fits into cheesy though for some people mm-hmm. like what if you had you know like a, a I don't know like a serial killer couple or whatever sure. and someone's like honey I slaughter I brought home this rogue this dead animal this cat I just killed for you right 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 and they probably be like oh that's so sweet the act of giving right, right. so then I'm like well hmm, that's still within the, that same framework even though it's <laughs> right. Ugh. I don't know. It's I, I. I think I need a. Maybe I should read some more books about what. I mean, what is the last thing that you did that you think is romantic, or what was something that someone did for you that you think is romantic? Ha <laughs> ha. Loaded question. Um, <laughs> so, uh, romantic things. I mean, for me, it's like romantic things tend to be like going out of your way, right? Hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you can go out of your way for your friends and family. Uh, but going out of your way for a loved one and sort of, I, I don't know, um, sort of the things I have done or not do. It's like somebody flying across the country for you. Is that romantic these days? Not really. I, oh, see, I mean, I think that still is romantic, but you're, but it's not as shocking because or it's like, crazy. yo, you just get on a plane, you come. You know, you're like, you're like flying the best deal on Expedia. And just- right, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I, I like, uh, I, I sent a boba to an address that I, so I found online. So it's basically stalkery. I was kind of a stalker. Oh my God. Is this someone who you weren't going out with? Not yet. Oh, did it work though? I mean, the boba did not arrive. Um, <laughs> but yes, it, it worked in the sense that, you know, we started dating. There was um, no Uber Eats back But then. at the same time, it's kind of like, I'm like, this it's, it's, I mean, that's just borderline creepy, right? You know, I didn't know I the dress, but that was very romantic because it worked, I think. Right. No, I, that, I think that's quite, I think that's very romantic. Um, I don't know. I'm going to, I guess I need to explore this because, you know, I am in the midst of writing a sort of a romantic book and I have, in theory, this is my lane, 
you know, Ooh, uh, yes, you, yes. you write lanes of, I, I read about romance and I watch a lot of rom-coms and all this kind of stuff. But generally, because I watch them with rom-coms and because you hear the stories and they're all kind of the same, you know, it's like something sweet, something real, something you unearth something. And when you are really thinking about trying to write original content for some sort of love romance scene it's very difficult oh that's true oh man so you're seeing also from a, a writer standpoint yeah that is hard how do you break the mold but still yeah like oh i really recognizable. Care about you, but really mean it and i'm like this is it this is all it takes to be romantic but yeah you're right the little <laughs> gifts are nice i'm gonna incorporate that into my writing and my lifestyle i mean i think that bobo thing is brilliant because i'm like i've never i've never heard anyone else do that but that's very it speaks to our generation our contemporary our peer group like you know, boba is a very Asian American thing. I think nowadays for the younger kids, it's everyone. Um, at least, at least you know, in California. Yeah. But that's such a specific. You know, that doesn't fit into the canon of like roses and chocolate. But I think that's great because that is something that our you know um, peer groups in our respective hometowns you know do have, do drink, and do like. So I think that's very cool. And also, it dovetails nicely because I didn't bring it. I ordered Uber Eats to deliver this boba. <laughs> 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 right, so it's like, yes. yeah, you know, uh, romance on demand. I was in the same country, so it's, that's that's my defense. Yes, um, boyfriend has done that to me before. See, door dashed me an eggy brunch. That's nice, like, right? Uh, that is not romance per se, but I'd prefer that. But someone um, ordering you just food. like taking care of you, but sort of in uh, is that romantic? Would you be like? I think it was so. so romantic. Justin sent me a DoorDash meal. I think so. Okay, so that qualifies. Because it's like because it's almost like I guess because like it's instead of flowers, mm-hmm. it was like oh, you sent me this because you know that I really like this thing. Okay, a lot of it is romance is really in the eye of the beholder. Is what you're saying? It is right because it's like, do you know this person well enough, or have you paid attention to this person well enough? to know that they like this particular thing that might not be special to anybody else, but it's special to them. Okay. And you remember that, right? And you have to surprise them. Right. You know, but you're correct. Surprise is actually a huge part of it. And it doesn't have to be extravagant surprise. Just mm. like, oh, I didn't expect this. Like I just came out of the bathroom. What? Oh, okay. I'm be honest. That's kind of lame. Which the surprise part? <laughs> that, that you have to surprise. It has to be no, you, but you don't have to surprise. I mean, I'm, but, but it's a but big it's, factor. You are correct. I know. I feel a little sad agreeing with you. <laughs> like you know, next Thursday, I'm going to take you off for this extravagant thing, and blah 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 blah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. But if it was Thursday, they didn't tell you, and it just happened, that shit would be like next level romantic. Yes. Dude, I mean, what proposals are supposed to be surprises, right? Exactly. That's a great point. Proposals are not surprising. For example, I mean, I I don't know if this is romantic or not, but when Amir proposed to George, you know what happened? What? He proposed. They ordered food, Chinese takeout. From ordering the food to the food arriving, that's when he proposed. Great timing. (laughs) Wait. He knew what to do. He, it, was, it was not on, you know, on the beach. It was not on the sunset. It was, boom, Chinese food is coming. But I mean, was that special to George? Uh, yeah. Or? I mean, to me, that made a lot of sense. Uh, it, it, this speaks a lot about who Amir is, about who George is. <laughs> and You know what I'm saying? See, it's particular to their it situation. Is right, right. right. But it's also a surprise. Like, there's obviously no sort of, like, premeditation. Like, yo, I'm going to ask, like, here. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you get the stories of people, like, you know, I knew it was coming. You know, mm-hmm. we're at dinner. The first nice dinner we've had in five years. I don't know what happened. The champagne's here. Like, I know what's up. Oh, true, true, like, true. Like, yo, really? Like, this is lame. <laughs> right? Funny. Well, yeah, some people, some people is lame. But I think, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. See, everyone's just so different. 
Huh. See, now you got, dang, got my wheels turning. You tell me next time you do something romantic and you just text me. Sorry, I know now, now I feel bad. I'm like, oh my you God. You should juice it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I need to be more romantic. Cause, Oops. Because I hope it's not gendered. I hope, I hope romance is not gendered, even though. Well, no, I mean, there is that expectation, right? right. That the guy always has to romance the girl. I hate that. I know. Sorry. The expectations are, but see, I didn't expect it, but I think it's just, just like, he's just like that. Um, is, but, is there too romantic? Is there downside to romance? Can you be too romantic? I think for some people, yes. I mean, cause also, well, well as with the boba example, mm. that, as you said, that says kind of stalkerish. I think for some people, maybe romance, too much romance can also seem like smothering perhaps. I see what you're saying. Or if you're romantic too all the time. Too many shows things. of, uh, something. Right, or if it becomes the norm, it's like having too much stimulant, right? Right? You're like, uh, okay, this is normal now. It's not. You're like, you're not surprising me. You're like, whatever. <laughs> I suppose. Do you have recommendations? I have a. I do have a quick one. Um, I've been since August. I've been watching the original Twenty One Jump Street mm-hmm. series starring Johnny Depp and more importantly Dustin Nguyen on Amazon Prime. Yes. Oh my god! I'm waiting <laughs> I'm for you to advocate for the show. Oh my gosh, I'm so into it. I'm on season five. It's definitely taking a nosedive, which I knew, but I gotta finish it. I just gotta stick it, th- stick it, stick with it. But it's great because I thought I was just gonna watch one or two episodes and be like, "This is so cheesy. I'm done." And it is very cheesy, but it's also so good and so bad. It's so good. Johnny Depp plays the saxophone at the end of episode one. <laughs> you have me a saxophone. <laughs> oh my god. Um, you know, they've got like the United Colors of Benetton cast, which is crazy for the eighties, right? Who's in it? I mean, you tell me, give me some names, give me some faces. I don't, okay, I've never Johnny seen Depp it. is the star. So Johnny Depp is the star. Yeah. I remember the theme song and a little bit about from when we were younger, but like we were a little bit too young to be the target okay. audience. So I didn't really watch it back then. Um, Johnny Depp and then Dustin Nguyen. Do you, do you remember him? I do. At all? I, he's the only one I remember because, you know, he's Asian American. Exactly. Asian. Exactly. Yeah. But you know who else is in there? I didn't realize. Hmm. Um, Dom DeLuise's son, oh. Pete DeLuise. He has many sons apparently. Uh, yeah, and then also, sons. also Holly Robinson, isn't it? Oh, Holly Robinson. Pete. And yes, Holly Robinson, Pete, which I first knew about her from hanging with Mr. Is she Cooper. The, by is the she way. the lead female? Yeah. Oh. She's like the only female in the cast really. Oh. And then later in the series, the captain is played by Stephen Williams, who to me is Mr. X in the X-Files. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, Whoa. Anyway, it's very like after school specially, but it also breaks a lot of molds the way they address like, you know, racial issues, like neo Nazism, like rape, like all this stuff that I think, again, for the 80s. Um, the premise is what they are police officers who go undercover <laughs> in high school. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes. I, we should bring that shit back. I should be writing a book I mean, about that. You should. I mean, they did the remake with uh, Jonah Hill. Whoa. And- Channel, right, but that's like which I have not seen. I haven't seen those. I first got mad about that mm. because I was like, that totally takes away from like to me the original concept right. of Twenty One Drum Street, which is actually quite groundbreaking. Right. And the, the remake is just like all slapstick shit, right? Yeah. But I did hear some of the original cast makes cameo, and it's pretty hilarious. So I will watch those after I finish season five. I'm going to go in sequence here. Is this? But it's um, great. Is this Johnny Depp's big break? Yeah, this was like right when he was becoming a huge movie star. I think that's why he left the show after season four because he was just because he started blowing up. Okay. So this is Johnny Depp at his his like the yeah premium prime. Now that I'm in my thirties, I'm like, oh, I see a young Johnny Depp is very attractive. But when of I was younger, he didn't do anything. Oh, really? For me. Really? Really? Now I'm like, oh, look at those cheekbones. And also, this early Johnny Depp is like pretty crazy Johnny Depp right. too. So he's like a strange old man now. But um, back then, you're still like, oh, he's so charming. What season does he leave the show? <laughs> 
he kind of tapers off in four, but he's he's out for sure in five. Okay, but he stuck around for a while. Yeah, yeah. But just the new end man, they like acknowledge his his real ethnicity at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, without spoiling stuff, oh, I love it. I might write an essay about this. We'll oh, this is this is your it. new essay. I don't know yet. <laughs> I think <laughs> you know should. I think this is very timely. Exactly. I think so. It's great. Anyway, that was my long, long, long. Well, but as as a but- new watcher, should I start on episode one? You should, and I don't know if any, most people can stick it out. Yeah, what should I stop? I, Tell me where to stop. I don't. It's hard. Okay, you like do episode one because that's hilarious, uh-huh. and then if you want more Dustin Nguyen, I'll give you a couple of adv- episodes. If you want to see a young Russell Wong and a young Kelly Hu, there's like a very special episode that you Kelly should watch. Ooh. Oh my god! Right? Wow. Do you remember? Of course. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's really groundbreaking. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, all right. Well, okay, your turn. I'm all mine is also now. sort of viewing related, um, uh-huh. but it's on YouTube. Um, so it's this YouTube channel called Wendover Productions. And hmm. most of the focus is basically on how airlines work. Um, like, huh. for example, some of the titles are like the economics of airline class. Uh, how do airlines make money? How do they price things? But it also really talks about like other, you know, the one I got sucked into in the beginning was, it's called China's geography problem. And like, well, this is like a serious series. These are serious. These are like 10 minutes long, but perfectly timed. And this guy, he kind of has a tiny, tiny cult following. This, this, you know, YouTube channel only has 1.5 million subscribers, but uh, he's kind of a mystery man because he sounds very old and he also sounds like very, very knowledgeable, but he's like 20. <laughs> he and, sounds and he old. He looks like 12, <laughs> um, but he's got a, an amazing voice. And he's just giving oh. you this information in a beautiful, beautiful way. And I literally watched like 10 of these episodes, like the first time I found it, because I was just learning about airlines and sort of how, you know, everything works. Like, why do we have, like, I was flying to Columbus for a wedding. I was like, how come I can't get from here to Columbus in like a quick manner? And there's like a yeah. hub system, you know? Yes. No, I mean, well, this speaks to our original uh, show theme, yeah. how we travel a lot. This is quite fascinating. Who is this guy though? Like, where's his expertise uh, come from? Well, um, his name's Sam. He has a Wikipedia, <laughs> and uh, he had to do like a face reveal because everyone's wondering who he was. So oh, he did a face God. reveal. I think maybe back in April because he did an interview with uh, Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson, right? And um, so he had to reveal who he was. But people were wondering, you know, people on the YouTube streets. And um, I think he's really going to blow up at some point because he's just really good. The videos are like super informative. Uh, he's got quite a few channels, but this is the one I really enjoy because it's very informative. Um, I've learned a lot about, you know, why Brazil is, is difficult geographically to become a first world country, uh, why the U.S. is dominant because we have so many rivers, like just really important stuff. Um, this is, sounds pretty rad. It's really, really interesting. Um, it talks about, I don't know why his interest is in airplanes and airlines, but that's where it started. Right. That's what I was like, who are you? Yeah. yeah. So that is my plug. It's called Wendover Productions. Wendover? W-E-N-D-O-V-E-R. And that's one word? Yeah, Wendover. Okay. But just look up, you know, economics of airline class or type in airline show or something. Um, mm-hmm. And as an addendum, if you're really into airlines and how hubs work, there's this game called Pocket Planes that I used to uh-huh. be super into like five years ago. And that will really explain a lot also how airplane hubs work. And that's a free game on your iPhone called Pocket Planes. You and you and the games. That's, yes. I'm telling you, everything comes back to games. Stop catching up and go play yeah. Pocket Planes. Yeah. Um, all right. Great. Thank you for coming. Thank you for recording this again. Thank you for having episode 13 with me and us. Okay. See you next Talk time. You soon. Farewell. Bye. Bye.